The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. All right, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for a best of podcast edition of Busted Open. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, joined as always by the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. What's up, Mark? Man, I am so excited about this show today. I hope that everybody that's in podcast heaven tunes in because this is a good one. That's right. Out there in podcast heaven, we are in COVID hell, but we are still holding it down, bringing you shows, and we are very happy to do so. And it was a great week for professional wrestling. Mark, of course, we're going to talk about SmackDown here on the show and what was a really, really solid uh, episode of SmackDown, and it ended with a bang uh, with the fiend Bray Wyatt attacking Alexa Bliss with the mandible claw. Not an optic that we get often in the WWE universe, Mark, but I but I certainly loved it. It wouldn't be a Saturday show if we didn't have a weekly winner and weekly winner this week, Mark. It was great last week. A lot of competition. We took away uh, uh, both of us. Monday Night Raw last week winning uh, for weekly winner. And surprisingly this week, not to give too much away, a little bit of a tease, but we had the same winner this week. Pretty we fun. did. And you have to tune in to the podcast to hear exactly who that was. That's right. That's what we call a tease in the radio business. This is Busted Open Radio on its Saturday. I am Ryan. That is Mark. Sit back, relax, click play on that browser. Let's get it going. Busted Open on a Saturday. It is rare when you see that sort of, I guess, just straight violence inflicted on the ladies of WWE. I mean, Mandy Rose got her ass whipped by Sonya Deville and Alexa Bliss, uh, Mark, it is not often that you see a woman attacked by a male talent in that way. I mean, that was violent. It was menacing. It was, it sticks with the brand of the fiend. And, and it, that's a scary dude. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. You talk about like, it's been a long time since I saw a male talent go out of his way to make it bad on a female talent. Yeah. And not just the act, but the intimidation of the fiend stalking her was uncomfortable. And then once he got to her, I'm just like, holy cow, did I just see that? The, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm already kind of squeamish when it comes to, <laughs> um, you know, horror type stuff. Yes, and that, we was, know. <laughs> that was one of those points. I oh, shut up. It was one of those <laughs> points where, the stalking and the eerie music made me like want to go get a drink. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna take time. And then when I turned my head and I saw him <laughs> put the damn mandible claw, I said, "What in the hell just happened?" I was oh. like, "Did did he just did he goose her?" Yes. And I I mean I was like, "Wow, it's been a long time." The one I mean, you talked about the music, the shrieking, the. That was getting drawn out and just kept repeating. How'd it go again? It, it, well, 
That was that was, that was my Jurassic Park impression. <laughs> <laughs> Guy should have seen Mark's face. He was like, "What? What is too early in the morning <laughs> to be here in that tree?" I was doing my best, man. We in the vast sound department here on a Saturday. I didn't want to put them through more hell than they're already going through, right? I didn't need them to pull the the shrieking audio. My point is, Mark, <laughs> is that there was there was a, a bit of drama there, right? It was drawn out, and then the fiend. For those of you that missed it, the fiend did uh, end up putting the mandible claw on Alexa Bliss to end SmackDown last night. But then there was the drawn out sort of the moment of it, right? Like he, he made the, the shape of the mandible claw. Like he was like feeding it to her. Like he almost like he was giving Alexa the option. Like, do you, do you want to take this? Like, do you want the mandible claw? And he was going in all slow and going in all slow and going in all slow. And then he just, bam, just hits her with it. Yo, that shit was, that was next level. That was one of those moments, Mark, where I feel like if you're, you know, I go back to macho man and, uh, Jake the snake and the snake on the arm, right? There's there's moments where uh, the barbershop window where I was a kid where it was like, is that real? Or like, man, that was heavy. Like if I was a nine or a 10 year old kid watching that, it feels like those are, that's going to be one of those moments that sticks with me as a WWE fan long into my adulthood. It just, so it was, that, it was that's jarring. That stuck with me. That's why that yes. stuck with me and jarred me last night because I'm, I'm a nine, 10 year old kid. Well, actually, I think we both, we try to watch. Don't we try to watch the product through those eyes? I do, at least. Yeah, I do. I, I actually do, because yeah. especially now. And yeah. Dave and I talked about this yesterday. Pro wrestling is the only sport or business or form of entertainment where you try your best to tear it down. I mean, like, I'm, I'm a Texas Longhorn fan. Yeah. There's no way that I'm going to go and look up the news report to see if there's some UT football player that got arrested or that did something debaucherous and I want to post it. I got to hurry up and post this so I can be the first one yeah. to post some negativity about something I love. Who does that? Well, Wrestling fans. That's who. Yeah, like, and, I, and I heard that conversation to you and you and Dave going back and forth um, yesterday. I, you know, it's obviously all right. So I view that in a couple of different ways. First of all, I understand what you're saying and why you would feel that way. But then there's this, obviously, the inner sports writer in me, right? The journalist in me. Obviously, I've worked for Yahoo Sports and I've covered a couple of different sports throughout my career out here in Vegas. And you do see, right? reporters, journalists, they, they cover contracts. They cover happenings. You're seeing it right now with COVID and major league baseball, but like you, but that's you, you're a reporter. I'm talking about the fan. Our fans are the ones that are the most negative. You don't, the you don't have, you don't have negative, social media. You don't have negative cowboy fans out there, you know, critiquing Jerry Jones and his spending and Dak Prescott and the franchise. I mean, people bitch. People love to bitch. It's just like what they do. Yeah, you're right. You're you right. Know? But 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 I will say this. I will say this. I think the issue with pro wrestling, and, and, and you know, this is a subject that I've thought a lot about. I mean, I've, we've had these conversations off the air as well. I, I think the issue that you run into in pro wrestling is that it's not the NFL. It's not Major League Baseball. It's not the NBA. It's not some of these other organizations where the security is a little bit more, right? Like, what I'm getting at is pro wrestling is more of a community. It's an art, and it's a business that we all love very much, and we're all kind of playing catch-up. 
Like, we're not what it was in the Attitude Era, right? We're not pulling five and six and seven ratings. That's not what this is, right? They, we are all in this together as pro wrestling it can fans. Be. Oh, it can be. Well, no, there's no question, Mark. There's no question. But can pro you wrestling sustain? has been a. Th- yeah, pro wrestling has been a thing in this country for a hundred years, and it will continue to be going forward. I'm just saying, right now in this current incarnation, I think as we talk about it, you want to feel like you're lifting up the business because we do love it so much. So the constant negativity, when you feel like you're trying to fight for something better and to bring legitimacy to something that we care so much about, it's a little bit more infuriating than it would be with other sports yeah. because they're, I would say they're a little bit more established currently right now. So I feel like when we talk about it, there's a protective nature that pisses us off, and I understand it. Yeah, and I find it more from the opposite of opposing fans. Mm. I get it from the Redskins fans. I get it from the Eagles fans. I have a buddy of mine in New York that posted a picture <laughs> yesterday of – the movie, like uh, Heath Ledger and the, uh, the guy that was in the movie, Brokeback Mountain, and the two yeah. cowboys hugging. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. With, yeah, with the, you know, they had the cowboy hats on, and it was like one of those those real romantic hugs. And he said, I'm going to tell my kids that this is the cowboys. And I was like, okay, so now I see what we're doing. But... <laughs> I've I've been a, a basher of the Washington racial slurs forever. It's pretty easy. <laughs> it's pretty easy to not like them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So sure. I can see it when you're bashing an opposing team that you hate. Yeah. Yeah. But your own team? That's only wrestling. We're the only ones that break down as fans. You know what, man? I I, I love uh, I love New Japan. I, I don't like AEW. I don't like Impact. I love the WWE. I don't love AEW. It's so stupid. It's so ignorant. And when you hit your wagon to something, usually it's a positive thing. I, you know what? I'm happy that the NBA is playing. I'm happy baseball is playing. I'm not a big hockey fan, but I'm so deprived of sports right now. I'll watch, <laughs> watch it. it. <laughs> Shit. You know what? Here, I'm hitching my wagon to sports yeah. again. I'm not going to go right now on, you know what, man, that game. As much as I feel this way, I'm not going to go on social media and go, oh, they should – they should fire Gentry because he didn't put Zion Williamson in the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Well, why would I do that? That's that's a, such a a, a, a meaningless uh, form of negativity. And in wrestling, it's even more prevalent. That's what I'm saying. I just wish people thing. stop. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Uh, you know, maybe people have only been watching wrestling for the last 10 years or, you know, you're new to bust open or whatever the case may be. Maybe you're new to professional wrestling. This isn't new, Mark. I go back 25 years. There's something about pro wrestling, and I've seen it in other instances like with hip-hop, 
like with music, like different genres of hip hop and different uh, yeah. styles of hip hop and people bitching yeah. and moaning. I only like this when it's like, listen, we're, we're kind of all in this together. You go back to like hip hop and Tipper Gore and people attacking the parental advisory and what hip hop means. And it's a bunch of thugs like, no, I mean, we got Talib Kweli. We got most definitely like, we've got conscious hip hop. Like It's an art that we appreciate the entirety of it. Right. And you want to see it build and be stronger together. I think when pro wrestling fans bitch, I think there is an element of that. They know the WWE specifically in this case, because I think that's a little bit more of what we're talking about, obviously coming off of SmackDown. Um, I think they know they have the money at the disposal, right? They know that they have the roster and talent at their disposal. They know that they can be great and they just want to see it great. So that's where you hear a lot of the venom. You hear a lot of the blowback and, and they're passionate. I guess the positive sign of all this or the positive that we take away is that presumably people are watching. That, that you're yeah. creating a dialogue, and, and if they're not watching WWE for whatever reason, hopefully they're watching AEW. And if they're not watching AEW and WWE, hopefully they're watching New Japan. Yeah, like, okay. hopefully pro wrestling is still getting watched. That's really yeah. all we care about at the end of the day. The business of yes. pro wrestling has to outlive us. That's what I want. I want to be a 70-year-old man sitting on the couch with people that – you know, don't exist yet right now. They're 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 like elementary school kids. They're they're in the they're kindergarten, and I want to be able to in twenty years go, wow, wrestling is just as good as when I was a boy, or just as good as when I was in my middle thirties, or when I turned fifty. Like it was wrestling was this, and I was doing this show that talked about wrestling. Like I wanted to be that. I wanted to still be here at a positive and strong, strong capacity. And I think that when people tear it down a lot, it it gives the not impression that wrestling can go away, but it's it's like the foundation. It's like having termites in your house. And they're eating away and eating away and eating away. And eventually the house falls down. And I don't want that. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. When you go to a horror movie and you go to a suspense thriller, you want to see people put in dangerous and reckless situations and you're on the edge of your seat. Now I'm, I'm sitting here rocking because that those are not really the kind of movies that I watch. Uh, people pick on me all the time about it. My kids are like, dad, you can watch it. It's a clown. It's a dude in a suit. I'm, I don't want to see it. I don't want. I don't want to have nightmares. No, it's actually terrifying. That's the one I wouldn't recommend you watch. Like yeah, no Stephen they, King. They're trying to get me to watch all the time. <laughs> I know. I know when they come to me and go, Dad. I know you don't like scary stuff, but you can watch this because it's not that scary. And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And that's what last night was to me. Yeah. When 
when Bray Wyatt, I start laughing because I get I, when I get nervous and I start scratching and stuff. I, like I get all these weird mannerisms. Like I was, I was like, like turn trying to turn my head. Like, oh man, you know, shit. Oh man, I gotta watch this. I gotta talk about my job. Like, it's my job. I got I got a show to do tomorrow. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and my family, they laugh. It's the funniest shit to them to see me writhe because I'm uncomfortable. Because I'm the rock. I'm the, I'm the tough guy. I'm dad. No, man, I am the worst. And last night, Bray Wyatt had me like in that space. And that was wrestling. And I'm proud of pro wrestling for being able to do what horror movies do to me. Because there's a little kid somewhere in America that was watching the show last night that was like, Mom, Mom, right. can you make him stop? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that, that's, that's good TV, man. That's good TV. It, and it it's was, television, it, guys. Right. And another thing that I like, and you're right, it's television and it should be fun and it should be scary and it should be all those things. But what I like in terms of what we saw last night, there's continuity there, right? Like that's a callback to the swamp match. We got a little bit of a tease of potentially Alexa Bliss as Sister Abigail. We thought it was a one-off. We thought it was Bray Wyatt messing with the brain of Braun Strowman in those mixed tag years and the relationship between those two. But it looks like there might be something deeper. Uh, Mark, I, 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 I don't think... This is just some random abduction or some sort of attack or it, this seems like it has a purpose and it seems like there's going to be a continuating story with Alexa bliss and Bray Wyatt slash the fiend, which I'm all for. I love the aesthetic. Uh, I think any sort of new wrinkle to the fiend character after a year plus or whatever it's been with him in, in on our radar, it, it brings some freshness to it. And then I'm, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued to see where this goes. Where do you think? Did you goes? see, did you see her face? It was great. Like it was fear. It was. It was very like, well done. Oh my god! Like, yeah. please don't let this happen to me. Please, I don't want this. And I can see her now being a a zombie. Like you know, Bron trying to, like, hey, snap out of it, snap, mm -hmm. bang, bang, and now he's got to fight off the fiend, and you know he's able to, you know, emotionally take himself into a place where he can hurt the fiend. He's a he's a strong guy. He's a monster. He's a the monster amongst men. Mm -hmm. Now he's going back to her again. Like, hey, wake up, snap out of it. I mean, there's so much that can be done, and him do stuff that causes matches to be lost for Braun. That builds up the whole thing with the fiend, the story of him and the fiend, which also having Alexa there, it is sometimes the fiend might start to lose her a little bit. She starts to kind of snap out of it. And then he has to go and intimidate her again to black her back out again. Like, I mean, it's so much that can be done. I, I'm the potential for this is, uh, something that I, I I I love, and if I don't get what I want, fine, it's okay. I'm not gonna bitch and moan about it, but uh, I will have those thoughts in my own head. 
You know what I would like as we sit here kind of talking about it and the possibilities? First of all, you're right. The tentacles of this, the branches of this tree, however you want to uh, kind of visualize it, they're the kind of endless, right? Ground. Yeah, the roots. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of endless, right, in, in what they can do. It, one thing that I like in terms of a possibility is you could use Alexa as a bridge to get Braun back in the good graces of Bray. Like you could, he could use Alexa as a, as almost bait to yeah. get Braun to come back to not the Wyatt family in the incarnation home, that we remember the Wyatt home, family, Bray. but exactly. You want this, right? You, you, you know, you want this. Isn't it more fun to Alexa, be home? Isn't this more of a of family? Yeah. He's and then he, using exactly. you. Yep. Like, are you okay? Like you don't, you don't sound right. Like, no, I'm 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 here to bring you home. Like, yep. You know, he wants you back. And man, it's it's so much that can be done. So yep. much. And and there was a caller yesterday that uh that chimed in and I forgive uh, I forgive forgive me. I don't remember uh the man's name, but he he called in and he asked a question and it's something that we've been talking about since the beginning of the Fiend and that is, you know, does the Fiend/Bray Wyatt need a championship? And I think again, this last night proved that no. You don't. You can begin shows with Bray, as we saw in the opening promos with a little bit of the Firefly Funhouse, right? And you can end shows with Bray. You can have him in any sort of capacity. It doesn't matter. He does not need a belt because no. he's bigger than a belt. He's the he's one he's he's this generation's, and I know it gets thrown around a lot, but it's true. He's this generation's Undertaker. He's bigger than a belt. He's bigger than just even pro wrestling. This is he's blurring lines, and it's being done really, really, really well. Mark. Yeah, and I think that in a year or so, when this COVID hell is over with, yeah. we could possibly see a fiend horror movie. Like, nobody has to die, but what if he just collected people? <laughs> like the Blair Witch, when I, I, I remember, oh, shit. I remember Yo, that movie was seeing that terrifying. girl in the corner. Yes. Holy cow. Now <laughs> like, it still haunts my dreams to this day. You know, what's hilarious. I remember going to see the Blair Witch Project uh, in the theater. I slept with the lights on. I was staying at a hotel. It was summer break. I was hanging out with some buddies. Uh, we had parents with us. And uh, I remember going to see that in the theater. I thought that was real. So I when I watched that, too. yeah, so I scared the ever loving shit out of me watching that movie. And I'm with you. Like I think about it today. Like, yeah, I was, I was on some different stuff that night. I yeah, that, they got that, me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely got me. And I think, Hey, last night for a, for a certain section of fans, that was a very scary moment. We talked about it. The, the, the music, the drawn out nature of the mandible claw coming in, just very, very, very well done. The flip side of that, of blondes having a bad night last night on SmackDown, was Mandy Rose getting attacked by Sonya Deville. Wow. And that was, again, you talk about, you know, we talked about it in terms of The Fiend, right? You, it's not often that you see something like that where you have someone that 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 brutalizes someone that badly, especially of the opposite sex, you know, same sex, you know, very rarely do you see a, an attack from anybody on the roster that resulted in what we saw last night. So Mark, uh, the return of Mandy and Otis for, uh, last night took a, took a pretty gnarly turd and Sonya Deville enacting even more revenge on Mandy Rose. So what do you think happens? I mean, it, 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 it was violent. It, it certainly took their feud and escalated it another notch. I didn't hate it. I, I listen, the thing about jealousy, jealousy is one of the original sins 
And they came out and really portrayed that last night. Like, she hates the fact that she's getting by off being beautiful or being put in a put on a pedestal when sure. she looks in the mirror and she sees beauty. She sees extravagance. She sees uh, uh, a regalness, a toughness, a strong, you know, woman that should be respected just as much as she does, as much as she gets. But that's the where the ugly head comes out when you don't get treated. I, I, I remember seeing a, um, a lady that was like really gorgeous. I mean, you know, one of those where everybody, like in, in uh, the Matrix, when the guy, his mouth, he goes, hey, did you see her? Did you see her? <laughs> right. And he, he, he programmed, made a program of what he thought the most beautiful woman was. And then that person walks through a room and everybody in the room stops and looks like, wow. Like, holy cow. So this, I painted the picture. So this woman walks and the guy opens the door for her. And she walks through, and the guy closes, like, just lets the door go. And there were, like, five other women <laughs> standing there behind him. And he just walked behind her like, like, a, like a puppy, like a duck following his mom. And, bro, the lady stood there, and she just screamed out, Am I invisible? And I went to myself, woo. And that's how a lot of women feel. And I can see that that's what Sonya is saying. I can see her painting that picture that she feels invisible when she feels like she's just as talented or more talented. And a lot of women feel that way, bro. A lot of women. And it's hell, it's men. But from the standpoint of having a, a, a woman that we all deem to be uh, super, um, I guess, you know, she's, she's a, a, like a sex symbol. Yeah. If for peach, lack right? of a better term. Otis is peach. She, that's, she's, she's the peach. And I think the sweetest peach in the bunch. <laughs> and, and that's what that's what Sonya is saying. No, that's not true. And why are you getting attention? Why are you getting, she, she just tearing her down at all points. And I think that it's easy to get behind that. And last yeah. night she turned it up a lot. And well, that was, that was great. It's not reinventing the wheel, right? It's a, it's a, t- no. it's kind of like as you said, you broke it down. It's kind of a, a tale as old as time. It's just it reinvented and and redone for this current incarnation and these these obviously the talent that we're talking about uh, here today. It was a violent attack. It, it certainly ramped it up on, uh, in, in Sonya's regard, and it took the feud to a whole new level. I guess my question to you, Mark, is where does Otis fit into all this? Because I feel like, you know, when you're when you're when you're Peach, when your girl gets beaten down in that sort of way. I mean, obviously, Otis can't go and <laughs> can't go take up for <laughs> hit, hit Sonia, hit Sonia with a worm, but he can offer support or he can what? <laughs> it's phrasing. 
The worm. You, you know what I'm talking about? The worm into the elbow drop. We're not talking about yeah, like the worm. Yeah, with the elbow drop. Yeah, the elbow drop. <laughs> Guys should have seen Mark's face. But no, seriously, obviously he can't go out there and get retribution physically, at least seemingly, but he can't offer support. He can't offer motivation. I I, I feel like that's Otis what is I going, think. Motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Why why not have Otis uh say, you know what, you you have to turn this whole narrative around. You why don't you take it to her? Look what she did to your hair. Look what she did to your face. Make her be the one that regrets. And 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 I can see that Rocky speech that him Otis giving it to Mandy <laughs> and, and then her going out and saying, you know what, you're right. I'm gonna make her life a living hell. And let that happen, man. That's man, that was a good point. That was a really good point, Ryan. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. A very animated Big E last night. Yeah. What was, I, I, I think, Mark, I mean, really, the not a debut, but this is kind of this new era of Big E. This is the singles push Big E. And we got a great match last night uh, between The Miz, I... I, I I don't know how much it means because I feel like Miz recently has been booked in a very comedic role, but nonetheless, I, I, I let me say this. I, I, the Miz, I think, is one of the top talents, singles, tag, or otherwise in the entire company. The work he's done specifically in the last decade is is admirable, to put it mildly. The dude is extremely talented. We obviously, I feel the same way about Big E. It was just good to see two guys that have been in tags and have been in various storylines over however many years actually get in the ring and have a good Matt uh, sort of centric focus type match. It just felt really good. It, it certainly felt good to watch it. And, and Mark, it, it's great, obviously, because Big E goes out and gets the win and we're off. We're off. We're off to either the Intercontinental Championship or the world title. I don't know where it's going to go, but uh, this was a good jumping off point. It was a good, really good starting point. I, I don't know if, if uh, I can identify with either guy as a just attack wrestler or just a individual performer, even though they both had their stints as the other. And I think that is this, that was a good hybrid matchup last night. They, they did a good job of finding somebody that was his equal from a, uh, having a historical reference point. And, um, I mean, Morrison out being out there was a good buffer. But that match was entertaining as hell. Like you, if once you started watching, even from the time that Big E rolled down to the ring (laughs) (laughs) and did his dancing and gyrations and stuff, and you know, you have Miz and Morrison who, I mean, they entertain you from the time they come on screen to the time they leave it. And Miz, the match was really, really solid. Like they did a lot of reversing a lot of uh, false finishes. Um, There was a couple of points where um, what I always like in a match is seeing a baby face fire up like he's getting hit. And then he's like, no, I'm not going down, baby. And they start to get the shake going. Like, I mean, like I emotionally was invested in the match. And 
Was there a point in the match where, at, at any point in the match, where you lo- where you looked at it and went, uh, "I'm gonna go get something to drink." Nah, not with those two. That match, uh, I was, was locked that, in on that It was that, that good. Yeah. 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 No, it was well done. And, you know, this brings me to my next point. As you talked about Big E rolling to the ring, um, obviously this man has comedic timing. His his entire character and swagger is so unique unto himself and the New Day. It's really unlike anything we've ever seen before. Uh, recently, it brings, again, this brings me to my uh, a thought that I had that I wanted to talk to you about. And this centers around your former colleague and, and, and co-host on backstage and a man you know very well, another WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T. Uh, he came out in the last 24 hours and he had some comments on Big E. And basically, essentially, uh, Mark, what Booker had said was, Obviously, he supports Big E. He likes Big E. He just thinks that Big E needs to go through some changes potentially to have a championship run, right? That he 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 can't do it in the current incarnation. It's a little too comedic. It's a little too new day, if you will. And 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 Booker essentially saying that he needs to he needs to take a turn. He needs to 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 get more serious to kind of maybe do away a little bit with the New Day stuff. Uh, Mark, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Like, does Big E does he need to change anything to be to be taken more seriously as a world champion to get one of those straps to to solidify himself as a singles uh, superstar? I don't think so. I I, I disagree with Booker. Um, have a lot of respect for Book. Sure. Um, and I, I think that Big E is it's like the new the new way of, of evaluating wrestling. Back in the in the old days, for all you young whippersnappers, back in the old days, there were guys that were sometimes in the teams, tag team, they did ha ha. And when they distanced themselves from the comedy, they usually just beat the hell out of their partner. And leave them lame, and they spit on them, and they kick dirt in their face. Everything debaucherous you could do, and then they went completely 180. And now in pro wrestling, um, because of we're entertainment and we're not grappling, I think the line is blurred with people like Booker and myself and The Undertaker and The Big Show because we were, during that time, we understood that that was the way that you did it. But now wrestling has evolved in the last 15, 20 years, and it's changed dramatically with The Rock and Stone Cold and Chris Jericho's of the world. Like, you could be a bad guy, but also be entertaining and have people like you a little bit, or or even if they don't like you, they respect you. And I think that that's something that Booker has to keep in mind that the, the techniques never change. The philosophy and the psychology never changes. It's going to always be the same. There's always going to be a winner. There's always going to be a loser. There's always going to be a good guy and there's always going to be a bad guy. But how you get there and, and how you define who is who has changed. And, you know, I think that um, I try to think about that when I make my judgment calls because yeah. sometimes I, I'm <laughs> old man, get off my lawn. And I don't want Booker to come across that way. But um, it seemed like he, he was he was 
you know, a little bit uh, old school in his thought process. And, and another thing, as, as we talk about Booker T and his comments on Big E, I, I feel like he has his own history with that. I mean, we're talking about Booker T. King Booker. Right? You're talking about you're talking about Harlem Heat. You're talking about then WCW World Champion, right? Then he comes over to WWE and he doesn't get his first championship until he he adopts a king gimmick. And the king gimmick, I mean, that was sort of comedic. Like he he, he the fake yeah. English accent, right? Like I so if anyone would understand the situation, I, I feel yeah, the ro- royalty. I feel like it would be Booker T. And here's the other thing. Did Kofi Kingston need to adapt? No. Did Co- when, when Kofi Mania happened, did Kofi need to distance himself from the New Day and do anything nope, different? Same no. Gear. Exactly. And he was extremely over. Not that we have, we don't have crowds to go over, but I, I'm pancakes. pretty sure. Uh, yeah. and, pancakes. And the pancakes, yes. None of that had to change. So, and again, we're Never not, we, we obviously, we, we respect the hell out of Booker T and, 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 you know, everything that he's done and the legend that he is. I guess, you know, I think we both I, in this I instance think Booker disagree. Will come back. I think Booker will come back and yeah, and 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 apologize, or even if he don't apologize, say you know what? I think I might be looking at it from mm. an old school perspective, and you know, Big E is good enough, and that's all he has to say. You know, he, I mean, he don't have to say anything, but <laughs> um, because it's his opinion. But I do think that you know, from a from a, being a friend and a fan of book, I would tell him, I think it's different now. Yeah, that would be my advice. That, hey, it's yeah. different now. Yeah, let me ask you this: as we talk about uh, the match between Big E and the Miz, that was a great match. It was a really well done match. It had proper time. It was engaging. It meant something. Uh, the flip side of that, another great match that happened on Friday Night SmackDown. It kicked off the show. Grand Metalik and AJ wow. Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, that was another great match. Just on the surface, Mark, if you had to, if you had to pick between the two, which match did you like better between Big E and the Miz and Metalik and, and Styles? Because they both delivered. You know what, man? They were both, uh, it was six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. They go. were different. It was different things. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, I see Grand Metalik doing more and not dummying down for just tag team stuff. Man, he needs I hope to do so. more individual wrestling, especially after last night with AJ Styles. The stories that could be told and how how many things he could do. How impressive is it the way he spins on the ropes and the way he can jump up to the top rope? And he didn't do it last night, but I walked down the ropes like the Undertaker and do stuff. Like, I mean, it's, I want to see him. He didn't pull out all the tricks. You got to say no, something. They, 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 they left some, they left some uh, meat on the bone, as we like to say here on Busted Open. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I hope that we get some of that meat next week. I want to see Grand Metal League again against somebody else, but this time somebody that, you know, really needs a good whooping and he slips one over on. Like it, it just he deserves that after this week. And and it's something like tell me another story. I, I just I'm just sitting here like the little kid on the floor, crisscross applesauce, like looking up and going, Tell me a story. I want I want I want to be entertained. And I think that that's what Grand Metal League offers. And AJ Styles is such a damn heel. Oh my God, what a bastard. Like he he can 
be good and you love him at times, and then he could go and have a match like he did last night and make you want to catch him coming outside and jump him. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, pro wrestling fans, you hear the music. You know what it is, Nation. It's hour two on a Saturday. It is weekly winter time here on Busted Open. I am Ryan McKinnell. That is, of course, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. And hey, Mark, I'm going to dip back real quick to last week. Last week, a little bit surprising. I thought... When I started the show that I was going to be going with NXT, you know, cross main event, the way everything played out, I thought I was going to be going with NXT. But by the end of it, and we, 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 the way we worked through Weekly Winner, easy for me to say, the way we worked through Weekly Winner, I ended yeah, up choosing Raw. You, you convinced me, and, and when I really went back and thought about it, Raw, especially for a three-hour show, they had a really, really solid show. Uh, so we both went with Monday Night Raw. That was a rarity. I know who I'm picking this week, and I feel like it's a little bit of a surprise, but I'm going to let you go first because I want to hear your thoughts and your breakdown when you uh, look at the week that was in professional wrestling. I want to hear who gets your top spot, and then uh, I'll, I'll give the listeners mine, and we can break it down. You know what? I, I really enjoyed this. This has been a good week of wrestling, actually. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not as good as like two weeks ago when every show on pro wrestling was spectacular from Raw to SmackDown. Uh, NXT and AEW were great. We had a Slammiversary was that, that week. It was awesome. But um, w- this was a really good week. And Monday Night Raw started it off. Uh, very entertaining show. So much to get into. Uh, watching Nia Jax and, you know, Shayna Baszler was something that I would look forward to for a long time. It yeah. lived up. I, I really would have liked the scene. It'd be more of a tease and then them have a match at uh, SummerSlam, which, you know, could still be a possibility. Um, but I also really enjoyed uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is getting better and better. He's commanding, has a commanding presence. Um, you know, even the, the the tag, the triple threat tag, like, I mean, really, really good action. And I kind of, you know, bashed a little bit. <laughs> I bashed the tag division a little bit because I thought that they kind of got away from doing the things that you want to see in a tag. And, and it was just like, wait, flip, you mean flying. actual wrestling? You mean actual yeah. in ring competition? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> can we, can we get some, some, some tag wrestling from the eighties? 
Yeah. Some spots, brother. <laughs> like I, I wanted to I wanted to see that more. Yeah. Uh, save your partner. Uh, you know, I always like the spot where you shoot somebody in the corner and then your partner dives across and stops you from get, hitting the turnbuckle. Yeah. Like stuff like do do that old tag stuff. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> really, really good show. And uh, Sasha Banks, brother, this is I, – I talked to Dave yesterday, and now Dave is – he's with us. He's in the land of the living. When he said that Charlotte was head and shoulders above the rest of the women, now he's retracting that, which I think should have happened. Sasha Banks is as good as anybody in pro wrestling, male or female. Storytelling, action. Um, Oscar is so damn good, too. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's like it's really, really hard. And watching – Watching them work was poetry. And, you know, I, I made a couple of appearances. You, know, you did. You got to see, yeah, you you got to see, you got to see the black suit. But, well, yeah, I was going to say, what were, you, uh, what were you chatting about with Drew McIntyre there? You know what? I was proud of him. That, you know, I remember him coming in and not living up to what everybody thought because Drew was, he was partying, he was hanging out. Uh, wrestling was a secondary thought. Uh, being on the road and finally getting to the big dance. Yeah, yeah. He had made it, but you know. Plus, being called the chosen one, Mark. You know, that's a that's a lot of pressure. To, to, to bear. yeah, absolutely. A lot of pressure, and you know, so it was good. It, we talked about that stuff, and um, to see him and Dolph, uh, the way that they worked and how stiff. They worked. Oh, man. Like, it, it was really, really, really good show. Uh, watching MVP and Bobby uh, <laughs> and R-Truth and uh, Shelton and all of this stuff, it just, like, there was so much balance and serious. I'm going to try to roll Shelton up, get something. Like, what the hell just happened here? Like, it was really, it was a good show. And... You get to Wednesday, and the biggest thing that I thought happened on AEW was MJF promo. Yeah. Uh, I was entertained by the talent. Not overly impressed with the boardroom lawyer segments. Um Cody definitely is was the best match on the card, even though uh, without being disrespectful, uh, I didn't the, the background story for who he wrestled was not done well enough. I wanted to know more about the guy he wrestled. So I you're talking and Mark, you're talking about Warhorse, which yeah. I'm glad we're getting into this because I loved 
seeing Warhorse on my television, like I, the 4,000 pound, uh, you know, 4,000 pounds of raw, heavy metal ruling ass, like coming out there with the, with the eighties hair metal and the, you know, the, the native American imagery and the, yeah, like I loved all of that, but you're right. You have the package, you have the music, you have the look, you have the match that backs it all up. No pre-match promo, no history, nothing to build my emotion uh, uh, for something. this man that you're showcasing in a way that tells yeah, me that he's was, valuable. Match was good. You know the match was great. Like, it was I, the highlight. I wanna, it was I the best see him match work. on the card. Yes, I want to yes. see him work more. Yep. Now that I know who he is, but I didn't know who he was, and they needed to tell me. Yep. So I could get more invested. But anyway. Yep. Yep. Um, AEW, it was a good show. NXT had more than. Uh, one promo, even though the Keith Lee promo, it was good, was pretty damn good. And it was that's about what time. Been, we, that's what we've been watching. You and right? I that, talked yeah. about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Say it. Say it. No, that's what we had said. We wanted seriousness. We wanted, you know, we wanted uh, the, the crusher mentality. We wanted a little bit of that world's strongest man. Hey, somebody's going to get their ass kicked. Yeah. And, and, we, and we got it. And yep. not to mention, like, watching. Like I, I'm, I'm a Swerve fan, yep. And I want to see Swerve more. I want to see more of him. Like, I, have you ever seen him have a bad match? No, no. I've never seen him have a bad nothing. Like nothing was, below, nothing below a B minus. Just unbelievable. Yeah. And yep. Um, like you, you go into watching the. Uh, I guess you can't call it a, um, God, what do you call that kind of match? You know, it's kind of a grappling um, style match. Um, I, I like the, I like the matches like that Thatcher had. You talk like about it, the triple it, threat, the main event. Yes. Yeah. And he is, he is more of a grappler, and I like that style. Um, but it was really good to see uh, Loomis come out on top. And Finn Balor is Finn Balor. Like, he's just great. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, that match alone was good enough to be, you know, weekly winner. And then you get to SmackDown. And last night, I was in – I was kind of doubting – whether or not, and you know, I started thinking about the week, and I was yeah. like, "Man, we got to do weekly winner." <laughs> like SmackDown is, you know, as long as long as they started with AJ Styles and Grand Metal Leak, like they started with it, and then you heard the show so far how strong we've talked about SmackDown. I mean, you had Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, and the drubbing. If you is the only thing that I can say about it with Mandy Rose and yep. Sonya Deville, and then you had a hell of a match with Naomi and um, Lacey Evans, which was brutal. I mean, another brutal attack, and then you have a really good match. I mean, Biggie and Miz shined. Like a light, man. They it, it was just poetry to put 
two big guys or two guys that have been in big situations. Right. World champions in tags and world champions in uh, and singles. Big E hasn't been world champion, but he's been intercontinental champion. He's he's yep. he's he's held some some gold. And then you get to the to the end of the show, and the show ends in a way that I'm I'm you know I we we all know Mark don't like scary stuff, but Alexa Bliss after a hell of a match with Nikki Cross. I was just gonna say, yeah. Which Bailey and, over- we didn't even get into Bailey and Nikki Cross yet. My God, yeah, we didn't even get into Bailey and Nikki Cross match. The match was spectacular, but it, it was overshadowed yep. by two minutes. Yep. <laughs> and when the fiend came out, and that slow stalking of Alexa Bliss, and him intimidating her and mentally. Like he he got everybody, and I as much as I wanted to uh, give my weekly winner to to NXT, I have to give the weekly winner to SmackDown. SmackDown did more last night than I've seen them do in a while, and I'm proud of SmackDown because. We don't give them flowers often because they haven't lived up. Yeah. So my weekly winner goes to SmackDown. And you know, NXT, you're close second. Raw, third. And for the first time, I think, ever, AEW was fourth. As much and and I I loved Impact, but it it they're still introducing stuff, but they're not there yet. But everybody else is last. <laughs> Congratulations, SmackDown. Well, that's you, what I love about that's week, what I love about doing this show with you, Mark. Is that you know you acknowledge that there is a surprise factor with smackdown getting the weekly winner because this yeah they they haven't been consistently at the top at any sort of position i think the last time we gave smackdown the weekly winner and and, and, and again memory might not be perfect but i i do know that we both unanimously gave smackdown the weekly winner the night of the 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 saudi plane incident and then the nxt um uh, uh, wrestlers came over and then you had Adam Cole go over on Daniel Bryant. That was a great show. And I know, I know that day we both gave uh, both of our weekly winners to SmackDown. So blatantly remember another day. No, no, I no, I can't. And, and in the last week, it was pretty rare. The fact that we both gave it to Monday night raw. And again, with the preface that, you know, we don't do this often because by and large, Wednesday night is the best, best night in professional wrestling. So let's start with Wednesday night. As, as I give you my weekly winner. Um, first of all, I think the story of Wednesday is the fall off of AEW. Now it's a really good problem to have when you still have a pretty solid show overall, all things considered, but people aren't, you know, people, I saw a lot of it on social media. People like, Oh, it just didn't live up to it. Something was missing. It just didn't hit the way that it had previously. That's a good problem for AEW to have. It means that the expectations are relatively high and you didn't meet them. That's okay. 
You're not, not going to have that on weekly TV, right? It happens. Exactly. Exactly. Now uh, I go back to Warhorse. I I love Warhorse. I want to see more of Warhorse. I love the package. I love the look. I, I, I think there's a, a uniqueness with a character like that. I mean, obviously I'm a heavy metal fan, right? LaGreca is a heavy metal fan, Bully Ray, Tommy. I don't like, what is your love of metal, Mark? Like, do you, I mean, you grew up in the eighties, so there's gotta be some appreciation for the jean jacket and the aesthetic of the heavy metal Warhorse character. You know what, man? I, I, I was a guns and roses guy, yeah, there you know, you go. like, you know, poison, you know, a little rat, there but you go. It, it wasn't, I wasn't a huge rock and roller. Right. I wasn't a huge fan. It just I was in I was in grew up in the MTV era. Yep. So you had to listen to everything. Well, it's like and, uh, you know when, when other people. Sorry, not to cut you off, uh, Mark. But when like people talk about hip hop, like they might not be hip hop fans, but they still listen to Run DMC or they know Tupac or they you know what I mean. That's your relationship with uh, right. And, with, and I with love Aerosmith and 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 Journey <laughs> and. Like all of this, like that, that kind of rock. I'm, I'm more of a yacht rock guy now oh, Swerve. than I was back then. Back then, you know, like Flock of Seagulls in the 80s. <laughs> and, you know, you, you when, but once I got to high school and I heard Guns N' Roses, I immediately identified with Axl Rose. I, I love that really? part of, man, I just love Guns N' Roses. Like they would, if I could write a rock song, like, uh, I would have wanted to write halfway there. Like, hmm. that was, that album, Slippery When Wet, like, I, it, it just did something to me. It's, it's in my top 10 all-time albums because of the way that it emotionally put me into place. But, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll talk about our love for rock and roll another day. But um, Warhorse is a guy that, I wanted to know more about him. Right, right. Like, if you had prefaced the fact that that's who he was, then I think I would have got more behind him from the beginning because at first I was like this. Like, hmm, what is this? Yeah. Like, who is he? You know? And they, they, they dropped the ball on that. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think there should have been more backstory with Warhorse, but, hey, maybe – Maybe that comes in the future weeks, right? Maybe you leave a little bit uh, as we, we circle back to hour one and one of our favorite things here on the show, little little meat on the bone is left and it comes. Maybe they'll the sign him. Yeah. Well, hopefully they, well, they, they, just signed, signed, Eddie, they signed Eddie Ed, King. Yep. I was just going to say they signed Eddie Kingston. And uh, as, as Gunn said, what's his face? That's what he said during the break. He's like, they just said, hey, we got to have face. Eddie Kingston on. Yeah, can we? Yeah, guns with his hands up. Yeah, guns. Yeah. You <laughs> hey, called Eddie, Eddie Kingston, uh, what's his face? Out of all the people in pro wrestling, face. where I would not want to, or where I would, if there was one talent where I would just be intensely, deathly fearful of forgetting their name, it would be Eddie Kingston. So, way to go, <laughs> guns. You are now a marked man, and Eddie Kingston is out for Oh, life. he's going to kick your ass when this pandemic is over. Yeah. Bring it, Eddie. Bring it, Eddie. What's oh, good? God. I'm good with the thing. Let's no. go. No, Did you not see face? Even Mark, no. yeah, out of all the people, do not fuck with Eddie Kingston, guns. Please don't what do that. What are you doing? There's a couple of guys you can do that to. <laughs> like like going to cloud? He, no. <laughs> no. Don't do that, <laughs> sir. The dude is serious. Uh, 
Also, that was my first F bomb of the show. I saw someone on Twitter uh, stitch tagging last week that you guys cussed too much. And Ryan, yeah, I think I, you get Mark going. I cussed once. That was my first F bomb. Also, I'm the one that does terrestrial radio on this station. I cuss less than everybody on this show. Mark, I had you on my show a year ago vocally here in Vegas, and the first sentence you said was fuck. You, I, I cussed the least out of everybody. I got very defensive at that. I don't remember who the person that tweeted, but clearly it still stuck with well, me. Well, I had so, a pastor reach out to me and tell me. He was like, uh, <laughs> hey, Mark, um, you're a good guy, and I, I, I hear you on the radio. We, I listen to the show. He was like, you, you got a little out of, out of hand last week. And, you know, that, that Ryan McKinnell, I, I expect that out of him. But what is that? Mean? You you, you got to do better. And I was like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was Mark. like, and Ryan is the one that he cusses the least. Thank you. Thank sorry, you. I was just sorry, saying, but maybe, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, we get together, we get a little passionate. It's Saturday. We're, we're you know, emotions are running hot. We miss each other, winter. man. We haven't seen each other in a week. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, get caught up and excited, exactly. man. Start talking about ribs and bad booking and you know, the F bombs just start to fly. All right. So that was AEW. Mark, you gave your weekly winner uh, to Friday Night SmackDown. So I gave my thoughts a little bit on AEW. Uh, as far as NXT goes, I thought it was a really solid show. Um, I don't have anything to say beyond that. We already covered the promo from Keith Lee. I thought it was great. I want to see more in regards to that. I did not like Monday. Monday Night Raw. I did not like Monday Night Raw. I hated the Lashley and Ali booking. I don't understand bringing Ali back just to have him lose in that fashion, in that way. I just, I didn't like the booking in regards to that. I loved Asuka and, and Sasha Banks, and I had no problem with the finish as far as that goes. Uh, it just, it just didn't feel like, oh, the best part of it though. And when I say I didn't like Raw, I'm talking about like maybe like a B minus B overall. Uh, Oscar and Banks I thought was outstanding. And really the takeaway for Raw, which I thought was awesome, was McIntyre and Ziggler. I just thought that was a really well done yeah. match. And then you end with Randy Orton. Like if we're talking about a close, all shows, well, specifically WWE, NXT, uh, Raw, and SmackDown all ended really, really well. I loved the end of Raw. Uh, Mark, but I got to be honest, as we sit here and break it down and we get into the shows. I can't believe this is happening for back-to-back -back weeks. Number one, I can't believe we're agreeing on weekly winner in back-to-back -back weeks. And for to take you guys behind the curtain, we don't discuss this before the show. I want it to be a surprise. I want it to be visceral. I want to, you know, actually, you know, have some organic sort of approach to the way we do this segment every week because I like being surprised. I can't believe this. Not only are we getting a, a, a different uh, or the same weekly winner this week. It is a WWE product and is not only a WWE product, it's SmackDown. So last week gets the weekly winner for raw from both of us. And this week inexplicably gets SmackDown. But I, I, I mean, you can't is really there, deny Is there it. a battle brewing between well, raw and SmackDown? Like the battle that we see on Wednesday. Hey, I hope so. Hey, it's going to be good for Man. us. And listen, I, I don't know what the thought process is. I don't know if it's ratings oriented. I don't know if it, but, but, but what the, what I do see happening is matches are mattering more seemingly in the last couple months than they had prior. Like think about how the show started on SmackDown grand metal leak and AJ styles, right? Think Get about your attention. Stay right, here. Right. Think about how the show ended Bailey wow. and Nikki cross right now. There was obviously Talented a huge match. moment. Right. There was obviously a huge moment to solidify the show, but it was match beginning, match end, 
and good matches in between, right? Like really good matches, like Biggie and Miz. Yeah. Uh, uh, it could could be, have been the I main think, event. It was not even main event. Could have been match of the week. Not something we do here. We do weekly winner, but could have been match of the week. So you had matches, three good matches on a two-hour show, beginning, bookends, front and back, middle with Big E and The Miz, and then you have the Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose attack. You have natural story building and progression. It was, as you like to talk about, it was one of those shows, Mark, where you didn't feel like getting up and going to grab a drink. You, yeah. you were pretty much you know, focused in and reined in and, and, and honed in on the show itself, and 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 again, Naomi and, and Lacey, I, I I couldn't leave. Yep, I, I the whole show was really well done. So tip of the cap to to everybody in the pro wrestling world. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.